I'm Charlie Keegan. This is the Central Wigan Podcast. Hello and welcome back to the Central Wigan Podcast. This is episode 17 and we have a big game on Saturday. We've got Huddersfield Town at the DW. And before we dive into the match preview, I just want to mention something that's important going on on Saturday, which is Operation Huddersfield. This is something organised by Barry Worthington at the Progress with Unity podcast. And it's where, in the build-up to the game, there's going to be a fans rally to cheer up the players as they arrive for the game and give them as much encouragement as we can. We've got to let them know that we're all in this together and we're all pulling in the same direction. So everybody's going to meet at the corner of the East and the South Stands next to the players' car park between 12.45 and 1pm. The players are due to arrive shortly after. And then at 1.40, the supporters' club will be open for people who want to have a drink and a chat. 3pm, we have Latix v Huddersfield kicking off. And it's just that little bit of extra 10% that we can give the players to let them play with their heads held a bit higher, a bit more of a freedom. This is a huge three points that is on offer. We're in the fight for survival right now, so are Huddersfield, and if we can take it off them, we leapfrog them in the table, so this is a huge thing, and I love that it is going on. Unfortunately, I won't be there to be able to see it, I'm not in the country, but I want to see all the pictures, and I want to see everybody having fun with it. So with that now, I'm going to dive into the match preview of what we can expect Huddersfield Town to bring to the DW. I'm going to start with the facts and the stats of how their season's been going, how our season's been going, then I'm going to talk about, obviously, the reverse fixture, who to watch for Huddersfield Town the team selection that we have available to us, and then obviously our final thoughts about the game in general. So starting off with Huddersfield Town and their season so far, they sit in 22nd with 28 points in the championship. They are now managed by Narcisse Pelak since February 8th, 2023, after they sacked Mark Fotherham as their coach and also they sacked their assistant coach. So far this season, they have played 29 matches in the league, winning seven, drawing seven and losing 15. They've scored 28, conceded 38 and have got a goal difference of minus 10. At the John Smith Stadium this season, they have played 15, won 5, drawn 3 and have lost 7. They've scored 14, conceded 15 and kept 5 clean sheets there. Overall, they've picked up 18 of their 28 points at home. But away from home, the form has been much worse. They have played 14, won 2, drawn 4, lost 8, scored 14, conceded 23 and have only kept a single clean sheet. Overall, they have picked up 10 of their 28 points on the road. So with picking up just 10 points on the road, that does sit them as the worst away form in the league. And also keeping one clean sheet on the road puts them down as the worst clean sheet record on the road as well, which interestingly enough is tied with Middlesbrough, but they're up in third because their results have been much better despite not being able to keep a clean sheet on the road. Over Town's last six games, they have won one, drawn three and lost two. And in that same period, they've scored seven, conceded eight and again kept just one clean sheet. That run goes back to December 29th where they hosted Rotherham United and got a 2-0 victory over them. January 1st, again, they're at the John Smiths, but they lost 2-1 to Luton Town. January 14th, they travelled to Hull City for a 1-1 draw. January 28th, they went to the Coventry City Arena and they lost 2-0 there. February 2nd, they hosted Queen's Park Rangers in a 1-1 draw. And most recently on February the 7th, they travelled to Blackpool FC and they got a 2-2 draw there. The recent news that they sacked Mark Fotheringham really didn't surprise me because the trajectory that Huddersfield are on, I mean, it is just a stark reality of when you get relegated from the Premier League, if you haven't got everything in order and you've not got the right manager and you've not got the right players you're just going to start sinking down the leagues and we're going to touch on the who to watch players soon but 
just looking at the players that they are relying on, it's no real surprise that they are at the bottom of the table with us. But we've seen this time and time again where teams will get relegated from the Premier League, might give it a good push into the playoffs and then fall down. And obviously it's reminiscent of when Wigan did it back in 2014. We tried to get back into the playoffs, we lost to QPR and then the next season we were relegated out of the championship. So we've been here before, we know what it's like, but yeah, the sacking really doesn't shock me. But now just to run through Wigan Athletic's form coming into this game, we sit 24th in the Skybet Championship with 26 points, obviously after that 0-0 draw at Ewood Park on Monday night. We are managed by Sean Maloney since January 28th, 2023, and so far this season in total, we have played 29 matches in the league, won 6, drawn 8, and we have lost 15. We have scored 27, conceded a staggering 49, which has created a goal difference of minus 22, which is really, really bad. Overall, we have kept 5 clean sheets. At the DW this season, we have played 15, won just 2, drawn three and lost 10 scoring 11 conceding 30 and keeping two clean sheets there overall we have picked up nine of our 26 points at home which is the worst in the league so this saturday could be quite the contest with the worst home form and the worst away form battling off against each other in a relegation scrap you gotta love the championship over our last six matches we have failed to win a game we have drawn two and lost four and in that same period we have scored four conceded 15 and kept one clean sheet. So that run goes back to December 26th where we lost at the Riverside 4-1 to Middlesbrough. Back at the DW on December 29th, we lost 4-1 to Sunderland. Then again, we lost 4-1 to Hull City at the DW on January 2nd. January 14th, we went down to South Wales and got a draw with Cardiff City. January 21st, lost 2-0 at home to Luton. And then on February 6th, travelled to Ewood Park in that 0-0 draw. So obviously running through that final six fixtures for us does seem a bit depressing, but positive to take from it in the last three games we've got two draws and we've picked up our first clean sheet since the previous Blackburn Rovers game on October the 11th so there are positive signs we just need to keep riding this and again I cannot stress that I think there's three points to get to Huddersfield Town if we can get that that is going to be huge for our season and a big turning point. So the reverse fixture was on Tuesday the 13th of September where we travelled to the John Smith Stadium to face Huddersfield Town Will Keane opened the scoring after 25 minutes with a penalty won by Callum Lang after being fouled by Luke Mbete. Tom Lees levelled up the game in the 76th minute through a Danny Ward assist, but it was Lang that secured the three points with a James McLean assist late on. That propelled us up to eighth in the championship with three wins, four draws and one loss, which totaled 13 points after eight games. So at that point we were riding high and we were on with one of the best away forms in the league, if not the best away form in the league I think at that point, but... Again, stark reality, we have just been tumbling down this uh, tumbling down this championship table. So now we want to run through the who-to-watch players for Huddersfield Town. So they travel to us as the third lowest goal-scoring team in the division with 28 goals. They're only ahead of Wigan Athletic with 27 and Cardiff City, who have only managed 21. The goals have come from 14 different players, eight of who have scored two or more, so they're not really clicking very well. Sorber Thomas has recorded the most assists for them with six, but as you know, he has transferred to Blackburn Rovers in the January transfer window, so that's a huge loss for Huddersfield Town. Top of the who-to-watch players that I want to run through, it's 33-year-old Scotsman Jordan Rhodes, and he has netted five times in 29 games, recording a points-per-game average of 0.97. He's a really experienced championship striker with, I think, 370-odd games at this level, recorded 123 goals and 25 assists and he is actually closing in on 100 goals for Huddersfield Town which is just three shy at the moment. Rhodes has only completed a 90 minute match four times this season, he started 14, been subbed out 10 times and subbed in on 15 occasions so whilst he might start at the DW on Saturday he's probably not going to finish the full 90. The second who to watch is 32 year old Danny Ward, he's also a centre forward just like Jordan Rhodes is. He's English and scored three goals and provided two assists in his last 23 games this season, recording a points per game average of 0.83. So again, he's quite low, just like Jordan Rhodes. 
He's also a very experienced professional at this level. He's got 302 championship games under his belt and 230 in all competitions for Huddersfield Town. He's been ruled out of the match day squad for the six of the last seven games, which I presume is through injury, so I'm not sure if he's going to feature at the DW on Saturday or not. But if he does play, he's the second highest goal scorer for them this season, so of course he is somebody that we do need to watch out for. Finally, the third who to watch is American-born Dwayne Holmes. He scored two and assisted two in 26 games this season. He predominantly plays at the right midfield and he was born in Columbus, Georgia, but he came through Huddersfield Town's academy. He spent a couple of loan spells at Yeovil Town and Bury, but then he made a permanent transfer to Scunthorpe United in 2016. Derby County bought him in 2018, but then Huddersfield Town bought him back in January 2021 and overall he's played 118 games for the Terriers, scored 11 and assisted 7. So just looking off the stats of what Huddersfield Town are likely to bring compared to what we have, Joaquin is on 10 goals this season with 2 assists, James McLean 2 goals and 5 assists, Callum Lang with 1 goal and 5 assists, which I am counting penalty awards in that as well, I know they're not officially recorded but I've always said that I think they, they are counted as assists. Charlie White 2 goals, 2 assists and Talawazgard 2 goals, 1 assist. So realistically we have much more attacking power than them, it's just been our defence has been really really poor, causing us to lose a lot of the games. I want to move now on to the team selection for what Sean Maloney can choose. First off, we have Omar Rakik is likely to miss the game because of his muscle injury and Martin Kelly is ruled out for the season. So we definitely don't have either of those two for Huddersfield. But Ben Amos is probably going to take the, the goalkeeping position again. Got his fourth clean sheet of the season. Our formation is likely to remain 3-4-2-1 with Jack Watmore to be in that centre of the defence. I think either side of him is likely going to be Charlie Hughes and Stephen Corker. Curtis Till wasn't included against Blackburn Rovers. Obviously, Kelly is ruled out, and the game likely is too soon for Omar Akik. The midfield for, if you're talking about winbacks as well, Tendai Dariq were putting a really good shift against Blackburn, so I think he might take the starting spot again. James McLean out on the left, but you also have Tom Pierce who can take that. In the middle, Max Power and Christ Tiehi for me have to start. Yes, you can bring Tom Naylor in, and Miguel Aziz is back from his suspension, but... I would keep it as Max in Christ because I think that worked really well against Blackburn. And if we can overrun this Huddersfield Town midfield, I don't know why we wouldn't go with them again. In our forward line, I think that Maloney is likely to keep it with Will Keane, Callum Lang and Daniel Sanani, who used to be a Huddersfield Town player and was key for them in their promotion run. There's also the option of bringing in Talo Asgard to try and get a starting position again or Charlie Wyke now that he's back fit. I do think the game is slightly too soon for Wyke though and Talo Asgard I would use as an impact sub maybe on the hour mark, maybe a little bit before even bring him on at half time, give him a full 45 minutes, but I would go with Will Keane, Callum Lang and Daniel Sanani again. So overall, if Wigan are serious about wanting to stay up and wanting to try and fight for safety, we have to get these three points on Saturday. We beat Huddersfield earlier on in the season. We've got to beat them again to get the full six points and to try and leapfrog them in the table. A lot of journalists online and a lot of other fan pages are writing us off at this point and saying that no team has ever come back from this kind of deficit before. We are able to. It's not not out of the realms of possibility. We're not that far off. And all we need to do is put a good run together. But that starts with Huddersfield Town on Saturday. Outside of our game, there's quite a few games going on over the weekend. As I record this, I think Birmingham and West Brom are about to kick off in their game. We also have Blackpool versus Rotherham tomorrow, which is a huge game as well. I want Rotherham to beat Blackpool or if they can get a draw, that's even better. Coventry play Luton Town, Burnley play Preston, obviously we play Huddersfield, Sheffield United v Swansea, Watford versus Blackburn Rovers, Cardiff City versus Middlesbrough, and we need Middlesbrough to do us a favour and win that one. They haven't been too great with clean sheets on the road, I think they've only got one like Huddersfield Town, but they need to go to Cardiff. 
just get the win done. Get, make sure that they don't pick up any points. Sunderland play Reading. Stoke play Hull City. QPR against Millwall. And then Bristol City versus Norwich City. If you are going to go to the DW on Saturday to support Wigan, make sure that you are there for Operation Huddersfield, which we mentioned before is run by Progress of Unity. Sean Maloney and Graham Barrow know about it. The players need that welcome. They need that extra boost that, that we can give them. Make sure you're not taking autograph pads, trying to get you know signatures. Just be there for everybody and, and support everyone. As mentioned, we're going to meet around 12.45 to 1pm. The players are going to get there about quarter past one. Everybody into the supporters club at 1.40 and then obviously kickoff is at 3pm. But that is everything from me. You can follow my Twitter, which is at Central Wigan. You can even subscribe to our Substack, which is centralwigan.substack.com. It's a newsletter that goes straight to your email with match previews, match reviews, loan reports, and all other big news that comes out of the club. I'll be back on Sunday with a new podcast to talk about the game and hopefully to talk about the full three points. But until then, that is everything and up the ticks. <laughs>